Christy, it has been such a wild month. I somehow completely forgot what crossover we were covering. Could you help me out? I just want to hint, though, and then I'll remember everything. Um, okay. Uh, so this is a crossover where heroes come back to life. Deceased? Wow, this isn't even out yet. How'd we get that one? Chris, of course it's not deceased. Marvel zombies? No. Blackest Night. No, no, no. Wow, when you say these all back-to-back, it really shows how much they do this trope, huh? I'll give you another hint. It's not DC. Oh, (laughs) that's easy. (sighs) Necrotia. No! I'm sorry. Is it clone conspiracy? It most certainly is not. Ugh, jeez, how much can they go to this well? Okay, last hint. This one has Avengers in it. Oh, perfect. I absolutely know this one. Okay, good. Let's talk about... Paradise X! (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. What is it? Chaos War, Chris. It's Chaos War. Oh, wow. I would have never guessed that one. (sighs) Well, uh, how about we talk about comics? Yes. I'm Christina Edelman. And I'm Chris Edelman. And this is Chris's On Infinite Earth. The podcast where nothing will ever be the same. Welcome, readers, to our second Chaos War episode. And our final Chaos War episode. Second and final, yes. We will be covering issues four and five, and we will dip our big toe into the the tie-ins. Yeah. There's a lot of them, and they, they can be a very brief discussion. Yeah. There's some business that we need to bring up before we get into the crossover. Ooh, business. We we got a bit of listener mail, and they said that it was okay if we read this out on the podcast. This is from listener Carter Paulson, who says, Hi, I'm Carter Paulson, longtime listener, first time writing in. I am writing in to answer a question about Marvel Hell, as we talked about last week. I believe I learned this from Marvel Absolutely Everything You Need to Know, but I couldn't find the page. How Marvel Hell looks is there is a council of Hell leaders. They sit at a table and work out border disputes. At the head of the table is a throne. The throne is meant to hold the leader of Hell, Satan. But currently there is no Satan, so all the leaders of Hell are jockeying for that position. Many demons in Marvel have claimed to be Satan, Mephisto, Satanish, etc., etc., but there currently isn't one. Hope that helps, or at least confuses you more. And then in parentheses, plus Pluto did an underworld casino in Marvel canon. People could gamble their way back to life. So yes, there's poker in hell. If you want, you can shout me out on your podcast. And thanks for the wonderful podcast. Thank you, Carter, for writing in. We really appreciate your your letter. Your yeah. E, your e-letter. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love it. You can tell when it is a comic book fan sending something, marking it safe to publish. Just doing it immediately. <laughs> But yeah, that that sounds super cool. The the council of uh, of, of lords of, of the underworld hells. Yeah, and at least for a while, Guido Caracella was one of them. That's wild. That's wild. That's not something we're going to cover in a crossover, but it did happen. My gosh, comics, comics indeed. 
Other things that happened this week in the real world, um, War of the Realms has has begun. I've read the first issue, and when we're recording this, more has come out, but I haven't gotten to read it yet. It looks like it's going to be really fun and cool, and I think you should probably check it out. I know. Us talking about currently coming out crossovers? It's new territory. I know. It's it's a little scary. It's a lot to keep up with, readers. Especially this one. It's very big. I just feel like there's always an event happening. Yeah, that didn't used to always be the case, but it does seem that way now. I think there are current there's currently at least one event in DC and one event in Marvel happening right now. It's exhausting, readers. Oh, so... two events in Marvel, because Age of X-Men, too. Yeah. You're lucky you have us. You're very lucky. <laughs> also, let's uh, get back into Chaos War and do the summary. Summary. Chaos War number four, written by Greg Pak and Fred Van Lente. Penciled by Koi Pham, inked by Tom Palmer, colored by Sonny Go, lettered by Simon Boland, and edited by Mark Panicia. The Chaos War number five credits are the same, except there is an additional inker in Bob McLeod. As we start Chaos War number four, stuff is pretty dire as Athena explains why she decided to serve the Chaos King. It's honestly pretty iffy to me. She just knows he would inevitably win, but eventually order could re-emerge and the world could start again. The right way. She also then taunts the Chaos King, stating that only she can help him defeat Hercules, but he spears her with his weird tendrils. Anticlimactic. Hercules and Amadeus crash land in Halemaumau Crater in Hawaii, where the remaining gods are hidden for now from the Chaos King's grasp. They are met by Pele, the goddess of fire, and Hebe, Hercules' wife. The goddess Haumea, who is also Gaia, I guess, have gathered all of the gods for a final farewell. Hercules isn't ready to say goodbye, and Amadeus comes up with a plan. They'll use Hercules' immense power to transport all six billion people on Earth to Hera's bubble universe, the one Hercules was trapped in. As they debate this plan, with Galactus musing on how to bridge the gulf, and Baldur the Brave just saying they should all charge in, a chaos-possessed Athena stabs Herc! We cut to Galactus and Amadeus building some big old Galactus machines, while the possessed dead, led by Meek, a deceased ally of the Hulk, invade to stop them. Galactus, however, sends his Kirby-esque Punisher to intercept. Herc bashes Athena aside as she chides him for being stubborn. Then Mother Gaia tells him what he must do, seize the power of creation itself. Pele undergoes a ritual with him, burning him apart with cleansing fire and unveiling the true super god, Hercules. And as the Chaos King himself tries to seize the Earth, Hercules effortlessly incinerates his fallen sister, ready to face the final challenge. We catch back up with our tie-in heroes in Chaos War number 5 as we get our typical vignettes of everyone in a big final fight. Also, if you don't read the tie-ins, it's really confusing that the Hulk suddenly has a buzz cut. Anyway, Super Kaiju Planet-Sized Chaos King and Hercules fight it out in space with lots of neat sound effects. Back on Earth, Galactus uses all his cosmic energy to keep a portal to Hera's Continuum open while Amadeus desperately types at a keyboard trying to math his way into teleporting 6 billion people. 
While getting repeatedly and gruesomely stabbed by the Chaos King, Hercules gives a giant talking head pep talk to Amadeus, who is doing the math and finding he can't possibly transport everyone. Hercules tells him to just do it anyway, and the God Squad takes the fight to the enslaved deities of the Chaos King's huge pantheon as well as the king himself. At the pivotal moment, Hercules and Amadeus execute a clever plan by punching the Chaos King through the portal and letting him take over that universe. As he continues to monologue, the portal closes and the day is saved. Athena shows up and reminds us that this was all part of her plan to restart creation with Hercules as a wise all-father with a human heart, but with some conditional losses of all the people who have died. This isn't enough for old Herc, who uses his super-god powers to restore the Earth, Dragon Ball style, to the way it was prior to the Chaos War. However, it uses up all his powers and he is now a garden-variety mortal. He isn't too busted up about it, however, and he walks off into the sunset with Amadeus Cho and restored Gorgon Delphine in tow. What a happy ending! And nobody dies! So, Christy, what did you think about the wrap-up to the Chaos War? Oh my goodness. So, I... You know how much of a checklist person I am. You are. I've got to follow the checklist. You do. And I made myself read all of the tie-ins in order between the two issues. And gosh, I wish I hadn't. It took so long to sludge through all of that. And only like, I'd say like 50% of the tie-ins were actually enjoyable to read. And almost, and like even the ones that are enjoyable kind of like aren't that important. (laughs) Right, right. So it really felt like I just gave myself a lot of homework. And I don't want comics to be my homework. So I think I think Chaos War in and of itself, it's short and sweet enough that you can really you can you can enjoy those five issues for what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you've got some characters that you really love that are coming back from the dead in one of the tie-ins, check that out. But otherwise, ignore the checklist. <gasps> oh, I know, I know, it pains me to say it. The checklist, Christy. <laughs> the checklist. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say that. I was even writing up notes for all these and then forgot that the Chaos War Ares tie-in happened, so I have no notes for that. Oh. Uh, I theoretically read it, but I have no notes. Yeah. He's got a lot of regrets. Yeah. And uh, then you've got your Chaos King tie-in, which is only kind of about the Chaos King and more kind of about characters that the Chaos King's already attacked. Right, right. Just, like, kind of figuring out how he escaped and all that, and then... Some folks getting getting backstabbed a little bit there. We get to see the this see the spirit of Wakanda. Yeah, that's in uh, the God Squad tie-in. Oh, that's the God Squad. Tie-in. Yeah, that's right. Because it shows what happens to them after they poof after the end of number three. Yes. And they kind of go and hang out with some Japanese gods, mm-hmm. and also the the panther. Not it's not like a black panther, but it is a panther. I think it didn't really look like a panther to me. It was a big old cat god. Yeah. Uh, it it was white. You know? It was white, yeah. So definitely not a Black Panther. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, fun fact, totally unrelated to comics that I found out today. Cool. That I think is probably something that I already knew, and probably something that you had told me in the past that I've just forgotten. Yeah. But a panther isn't an actual species of anything. Absolutely something I've told you before. <laughs> <laughs> They're just dark jaguars, uh, right? Jaguars in the Americas and... 
leopards in Asia and Africa. Right, because there's no jaguars in... Yeah, those are... See, I'm going to remember it forever because a student discovered it and told me about it today. Yes. Well, I'm glad you weren't like one of those teachers who's like, yeah, I totally knew that. Oh, no. No. I, I'm very frank about uh, when I don't know things with my kids. No, what's weird is all... Uh, yeah, that and then... I mean, puma, like pumas or mountain lions are one species, but they're called just like 16 things. But yeah, panthers, panthers, not, not a real thing. Mind blown. Yeah. But if you, yeah, we have a little panther in, in our house. One of our cats is, is like completely jet black. Oh yeah. And he's, he's huge. Not like chunky, huge. He's just a big cat. He's just big. Yeah, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a muscly big kitty cat and he, he looks like a little panther. But back to comics, now that I've shared my fun animal fact tidbit with you. Were you let down by this opening scene where Athena explains her plan like you think it's going to be a good one? And you're like, oh, nope. Right. Like, you're really, you have all these questions about, you know, why? I mean, for why would anyone team up? With the Chaos King, willingly. It just doesn't make sense to me. It means, like, the end of all existence. And he's got all these baddies teamed up with him. Like, to me, it seems like it would have been really cool to have the, you know, our villains team up with our good guys to fight the end of, you know, like we had in Secret Wars. Yes. I, a part of me wonders if this, if her plan all along was the very end thing and she right. just told him something different. Right. But there's really no indication one way or the other that that was the case. I don't know. She's supposed to be really wise, but I mean, it could just be her covering her tracks and like, yes, this is how I meant it to be all along. Yes. It's just, it's just real. I was like, okay. And then he just goes like, om nom 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 nom. <laughs> and then she's back. Yeah, but she's all like, She's all like, um, you know, chaos kingified. She's got like the, the scary little under the skin things going on. Well, she keeps coming back. Yeah, I Her- mean, Hercules just... like burns her. Yeah, but then she doesn't come back in the in the final issue until until everything's well. Yeah, until the chaos king's defeated. So yeah, that is interesting. She's just like, I've got my tricks. <laughs> what? How are you back? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I was a little let down by that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, well, what are you going to do? But, you know, it's fun. And Hercules, I think, theoretically is supposed to learn a lesson here about there being other ways to solve things besides punching. But to defeat the Chaos King, he still just wound up punching him. Yes. He just punched him into another dimension, into another universe. Yes. So, is it really lesson learned? It's lesson... That's not the lesson, though. The very end is the lesson. The very end is the lesson where he has to give up all of his power to restore the Earth. Right. That's that's the big lesson, is that some problems you can't punch your way out of, including just the big problem. Mm-hmm. But any bad guy can be punched. Well, this is a superhero comic. You have to punch the bad guys. <laughs> You were required to. I liked when they landed in the crater, how Herc landed in lava and just kind of came out of the lava and was just kind of mad about it. I thought that was a good touch. Whereas like Amadeus was like safely not in lava. And Herc was just like, ah, lava. (laughs) And that's when he, you know, he meets Pele and kind of has a little flirt with Pele. Which is really weird because she's his great aunt. 
Yes, if you take the the cosmology that was created by saying that Gaia was both her mother and his grandmother. No, and and Zeus's grandmother. Oh, so this is great great aunt? Because Pele's supposed to be her daughter, right? Right. So she would be... The same generation as Cronus. Right. So she'd be Zeus's aunt. aunt. Oh, so yes. Hercules's great aunt. Hercules's great aunt. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It gets messy in that God family tree. Yeah. I wish they wouldn't have tried to combine that. I thought that was such a weird touch. Like, Oh, well, I think it was just them trying to... Because what Ga- Gaia says that... You know, lots of dreamers have given me different names and different like stories, but I, I am, I am creation. Okay. I mean, nearly everybody has an Earth goddess that has a pantheon. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually I. I don't. Do you know of any pantheons with an Earth god? I feel like it's like a hundred percent goddesses for the Earth. Uh, yeah, because you know females are the what we 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 give birth. We get the short end of the stick on a lot of things, but goddess of creation is not one of them. It's Mother Earth for a reason. Yes, I suppose that is true. Cis, cis, cis women definitely do give birth. I. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. But yes, this, the, the, you know, historically, this is probably why Mother Earth. And it's odd that she's definitely willing to give up, but is also like, you silly, you silly Hercules, you should have done this. And he's like, but can I do this? And then she's like, sure, but you got to go through this weird ritual. And it's, then Pele is not seen literally again. Is she still around? Is she part of Herc? I don't know. <laughs> he like, she burns him or whatever. And he likes like burning down to a skeleton and then like is like super Saiyan. Right. Hercules. But then you don't see her anymore. She's not even standing behind him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I didn't even think about her suddenly just being gone. I was like, is Pele part of him now? Is this like the Thor tie in? By the way, all the Thor tie-in, after fighting with the Chaos King, Thor plummets to Earth, kind of becomes Donald Blake again, which is the guy with the stick, who when he'd hit the stick on the ground would turn into Thor with the hammer. Mm -hmm. But he's hanging out with a woman whose wife, or whose wife, whose husband and son died. Oh, I thought it was husband and daughter. Husband and child. Husband and child died. And she is not able to be influenced by the Chaos King's nightmare powers. Because she's she's so dead inside. Dead inside! (laughs) This is the most purple prose stuff. Oh my gosh. Right, and for a while, after he realizes he's Thor because he has two-issue amnesia, they merge together? This is like some fantasy romance novel stuff. I'm shocked the cover is not just... Thor in, like, his uh, Fabio, like, pose with hair blowing in the wind and a bare chest and, and, and just, I don't even remember the woman's name now, just her, like, clutching at his side. I was so dead inside until this god fell from the skies to save my life. They get, like, one smooch in, too, and he's like, I gotta go save the day. <laughs> and that's that. That's, that's two issues of time. So... If you like romance novels and comics, this is the one for you. Yeah, there's probably, like, better romance comics, though. If you like romance comics with Thor. With (laughs) Thor. This is the tie-in for you. Yes. Uh, But I I wondered if that had happened with Hercules and Pele somehow, but it's just never brought up again. 
Yeah. But that's, you know, Athena decides to attack again, and he, like, Kamehameha's her into into nothing. He definitely, like, shoots a Dragon Ball Z laser. Yeah. But meanwhile, we get some fun stuff where Amadeus Cho, they're having kind of like a bro down in Galactus's garage. I kind of, I, I love the beginning of that because Amadeus is like, hey, you know, there aren't many humans that are smart enough to help you with this, but, but a prompt. I'm I'm smart enough to help you, Galactus. Can can I can I play too? <laughs> Galactus, do you need someone to hold the flashlight while you're working there? <laughs> Galactus, do you need a beer from the fridge? Mom said you might want a beer. I was just wanting to be helpful. You sound like the best son. <laughs> hey, Galactus, can we play catch after you're done? And the cat's in the cradle. <laughs> Man, if Galactus is a dad, he is the most deadbeat dad. He literally just, like, leaves to go snacking. <laughs> By the way, you said the silver spoon and not the silver surfer, which is oh, frankly a missed opportunity. Yeah. But then we get in the final issue, because these guys definitely wrote the Hulk, we get slightly more Hulkage with Meek coming in. You guys will probably remember Meek from, if you haven't actually read any of these comics, from Thor Ragnarok. He was a little bug guy that had the swords for hands that was hanging out with Korg. He was like, hi, I'm Korg. This is Meek. Mm-hmm. You ready to start a rebellion? Yeah. <laughs> Those those guys were both Hulk characters. But now Meek's a zombie and he's coming with the negative zone. And I guess it's like all the dead people from the negative zone, which that's another dimension. What? Right? That's not explored very well. No. But gosh, that Hulk tie-in was pretty sad. It was very sad. Hulk had to kill one of his kids. Yeah. And he had to deal with daddy issues where he somehow made his dead dad into a gigantic monster. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of their different spouses and love interests came back from the dead. And then they just know, like, all right, we're going to die again. But yeah, there's great, a lot of that. Great seeing you. That was kind of the Dead Avengers tie-in. They're like, well, we all know we're going to die again, but we've got to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. We're going to go out on our own terms and have a good death this time. Yeah, the Dead Avengers tie-in was definitely... Like, let's redeem these characters who you either didn't care about or who died in some somewhat undignified or non-resolved ways. Mm-hmm. And that was a little bit what the X-Men tie-in was, too. Yeah. It's just that I read the X-Men one second and I was like, oh, this has kind of been done already. Right? Yeah. Um, I also think the, the Dead Avengers one was a little more dynamic. Like, there was the panels where you see all of their deaths from yeah. their perspective. And then they talk about it, how they died later, and some of mm-hmm. them kind of tell the truth, and some of them definitely do not. I love the little. I, I think it. I think it's just a little after mini where Yellow Jacket like shows up for her interview, I guess, to join the Avengers, and uh-huh. is like in the waiting room. Wait, I, like I think Jarvis is going to get Cap or something. And she sees all of the portraits of the other Avengers and just feels so inferior that she's gone by the time Cap gets there. Ugh, yeah. So a lot of a lot of uh, going back to redeem redeem characters. So that was kind of that was kind of fun. Yeah, I kind of liked that one. I don't think we're gonna get too much further in depth on it. We even got the redemption of of 
a character who's been a villain for a lot, which is Dr. Druid, or now he's known as Druid. And you can kind of tell he was he was at some point villainous because he was at least kind of short-tempered. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could see some of the origins of the swordsman back when he was like a bad guy and did some pretty unscrupulous stuff. Mm-hmm. But Banshee and Moira got to be together for a little bit. Yeah, even though it was actually Moira possessed by destiny. Hey, Moira... for a little bit it was just Moira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mo- so Moira was dead. So this was a re a, a a dead Moira. Yes. Then Moira's dead self got possessed by the ghost of destiny. Yeah. Yeah, it was a whole lot. Also, Thunderbird is there and definitely gets saddled with this like kind of shaman thing, which is not something that was super explored in his character for the brief run. Right. And it is somewhat. He prob- had to like channel or call or pray the to the Thunderbird. The, the Thunderbird. Yeah. Yes. Like, the Apache spirit, Mm -hmm. Thunderbird. It is often... um, X-Men characters, some specifically, like, all of the Native American ones somehow also get saddled with some, like, spirituality stuff. Right. In a way that is sometimes somewhat problematic. Right. And this this was kind of... I was like, okay, we didn't do it before, but I guess we're doing it now. Mm -hmm. There is some interesting stuff in that between... Sophie and, and Esme. Esme, the two deceased cuckoos, cuckoos yeah. um, who's some sister issues they had to work out. Yes, that was kind of cool. Also, uh, you could tell Claremont wrote it because someone got turned into a bird, and that's just two. The, two they both coo- into, like, both cuckoos into bird people got turned into bird people, and that just seems like some Claremont stuff. People turning into animals. Yeah, the the X Men were just getting attacked. Like they were getting some real birds treatment. Mm-hmm. They were literally just being attacked by crows, and some of yes. them killed some dupes. They're like yes. those crows just killed some Madroxes because the some of the dead X Men they got were just some Madrox dupes, not the actual Madrox. Oh my gosh, Regis, this was so baffling to me, and I was like, I was like, so do all of them have souls? A piece of Jamie's soul? Like how is it they're they're back? Like, just back. to me, to me, so if I was going to put this into, like, Magic the Gathering turns, because this is a thing that makes sense to me, like, the the dupes, they would be like the tokens. When the tokens die, they don't go to your graveyard, they're just gone. No, these they... dupes. You would hate, uh, I know you're a little behind on Uncanny right now, but mm. there are a lot of uh, mistreated dupes in the current <laughs> Uncanny, and I felt like that was this. I was like, oh, another dupe died. <laughs> oh, there's another one. <laughs> They were the cannon fodder for this particular tie-in of the dead X-Men. I just need more explanation. More explanation. <laughs> yeah. The dead dupes. Dead dupes. How did dead dupes work? Where did dead dupes go? There might be something somewhere. Uh, readers, we, we yeah. welcome your, your emails. I, I was very excited and pleased to get that last email with more <laughs> info. So I would love to get an email about Madrox dupes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like how in issue five we got to see a little hint of all the tie-ins. Yeah, we did. We did kind of a a glimpse into what all of them were fighting and doing. Oh, Alpha Flight. We didn't talk about Alpha Flight. I, I didn't read Alpha Flight. That one was that's on you. Oh yeah. Well, um, th- they only get like one tie-in issue, mm-hmm. um, and. They all wind up back, and then we think that they're not going to get to be back, where they think that they're they're going to have to die again, and nope, nope, they come back again. Mm-hmm. They have some, it's a bit of a messy reunion, because not all of them were dead. Yes. And one of them's been uh, 
but it seems like uh, by the end of the crossover, they are they are back back. So unlike a lot of the other folks who wind up for reals, he's dead. Alpha Flight gets to stay back because they were going to try a run of Alpha Flight after this yep. event. What a way to start an Alpha Flight run is in Hercules. Right? That's wild. Well, I liked how at the beginning, um, after Hercules learned the lesson to definitely not just punch people, Hulk really just is like, everybody pick somebody to punch. So <laughs> he was not there for that lesson. And then Hercules himself, a lot of punching. Mm-hmm. Because he, he and the Chaos King are sparring, like, above the planet. And there's even some scenes where, like, their hits seem to, like, cause, like, a huge storm on Earth. Oh, I love that panel of, like, uh, the the hit causing a big storm and, and, um... Somebody, I can't remember who said that. I believe it's Red She-Hulk said. Yeah, Red She-Hulk is like, ooh, that tickles. (laughs) Yeah, Red Red She-Hulk's a little haughty. Uh, Whereas, you know, Betsy is kind of not that way. So that that's an interesting change from, because a lot of, you know, the Hulks always have a different personality mm-hmm. slightly where she Hulk is like kind of more outgoing than, than Jen. Yeah. At least for a while. And yeah, red, red she Hulk is basically like the very cocky version of Betsy. <laughs> I like it. But that if, if you were a Hulk, would your Hulk be the red she Hulk? Um, I don't know. I have to read more. Cause I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, she-hulk. Yeah, you're fan. you're a big you're a big uh, garden garden variety she-hulk fan. Mm-hmm. I miss her and Hellcat and all their pals. And all their Hel- got to Hellcat and pals. Mm-hmm. Got to hang out with Jubilee. Yeah, right now Hulk, uh, she-hulk, who is I think just going by Hulk to some extent, is dating Thor. Oh. Yep, that's happening in Avengers. Okay. Yep. Things I enjoyed about. Oh, uh, issue five. Um, I forgot to talk about this, but did you notice the little robot that Galactus has that's just called his Punisher? And he's just got one of them. And, he, you know, he builds these giant machines and it's like, I must protect it. I'll send my Punisher. And he's like this little green frog robot guy. And he's like, what's up? And he gets like tore up. I don't think I did catch that. And I am very sad that I missed it. Yeah. There's in issue five, you see like his head fly off and there's like pieces of his robot body. And you're like, oh, I guess. That's not going so well. But that's the bit where Galactus is holding open the portal and Amadeus is like, wow, he's doing this for us. And the Silver Surfer has to remind us that Galactus is doing this because he likes he likes people burgers. Mm-hmm. He's got to protect his food source. Right. But then. And I love that, you know, Galactus is so great and so big and so all powerful that he can't consume himself with explaining any of his actions. No, nope. He just has... Yes. You know, Silver Surfer to just... Yeah, Norrin Rad is here to tell us things. Did you like the bit where Galactus is... He's, like, holding the... So they made the portal, and Amadeus is trying to calculate. And he's like, I can't I can't do everybody. And Hercules is like, well, you gotta do everyone you can. And so then he has to start pulling up everybody's yearbook picture, it looks like, on the screen. Right, right, in, a, like, a swirling <laughs> tornado I like to pretend pictures. that's literally yearbook pictures. And he's like, all right, I gotta find all the one with hakas on it. They get to go first. <laughs> Only if you had a, a kick-A summer. <laughs> Only you deserve to live. <laughs> but while this is happening, and Hercules starts giving this pep talk, which is basically like, you don't have to turn, because he's taking up like half the sky. He's... T- Taking up like half the sky, and his head is just like Amadeus. You gotta send people, and then he's getting like gored and stuff. 
and Galactus is like up to his chest in like negative zone beasties. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not it's not great for Galactus. Although I never actually thought Galactus was in any peril. He he's pretty strong. Right? Um but yeah, that's when they execute their master plan and then they punch cuz they slam the Chaos King's head on the earth and then punch him through the portal and then he's like now all is chaos and his little head sit in the middle. Mhm. And you almost have a moment where you may like if you didn't realize what that what the whole punching thing was about like I didn't the first time I was like Wait, he just won? Wait, no, he obviously didn't win because there's more panels here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he went through the portal. Right, and they kind of just flush him down the drain, and he's like still monologuing as he's swirling down. He's like, like, yes, I've got you all. And I'm like, who is he talking to? <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> that's like, if you call him, that's his like answering machine message. You're like, hey, Chaos King, would you all will despair? And become chaos. <laughs> All right, so are you not here? Or <laughs> he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's listening. Uh, some other fun moments. Uh, at one point, the Chaos King talks in a haiku, and Hercules tries to answer in a haiku, but he forgets the syllables and instead punches the Chaos King. That's what that was. Yes. I had no idea what was happening there. I was like, what is her count? Like counting his work? Yeah, because it's a seven seven five seven is a haiku. How how did I miss that? That was supposed to be a haiku. Well, I didn't say anything. Well, except for the sound effect afterwards, and we um we actually need to go through all these sound effects. Ah, uh, yeah, the sound effects. <gasps> now it makes sense why the I didn't. I actually noticed that sound effect. I'm like, that's weird. Why is that there? All right, so we are going to uh, do some silly sound effect theater because mm-hmm. there are a lot of silly sound effects in here. <laughs> uh, we'll ju- we'll just trade off, and you can start. Hi, Goom. Void. Big stern. Guts. Burster. Gaudy slam. Weather stripping. <laughs> Is that really weather stripping? Yeah. <laughs> it's because Thor hits him with the lightning bolt. SFX! Let's stab! <laughs> These all kind of happen when they're fighting the Chaos King. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell Christy really enjoyed them. I love silly sound effects. I hadn't looked at Chris's list that he typed out. I had noticed, gosh, there's a lot of, a lot of really dynamic sound effects in here. But until, like, you really looked at them typed out and out in sound effect form, I didn't, I don't think I realized how literal so many of these were. Yeah, so for example, Haiku was after, you know, after he realized he didn't do the haiku right and he mm-hmm. punches him. Then Void is the Chaos King hitting him back. Mm-hmm. Backstered is the back is like the Baxter building area getting like knocked over or some maybe it was somewhat some some of Galactus's machines but Galactus's Baxter guts pretty self-explanatory is being stabbed through the guts chestburster he is then being stabbed through the chest um Gotti slam, slam is when he you know he hits his oh head. that's somebody's wrestler move Gotti slam yep wither stripping that's Thor 
just with this thunder. SFX was just Hercules uppercutting. <laughs> it's, it seems like it's got to be like a placeholder for something that they yeah they just uh, left shout out to the letterer there was, that was a lot of fun and then the last stab was the the, the final mm. stab there it reminds me of scott pilgrim yeah it, it got it got like cartoony to be fair the entire run is a little bit silly of this it comic. is and the tie-ins, not so much. I mean, the Hercules. Oh, run oh, yes. This is kind of silly. I Hercules think, just seems silly. He yeah. seems like a fun character. I think you would like love this run. Yeah. It is just very silly. A lot of the tie-ins got me in a real bad mood, but the actual five I issues themselves. I think a lot of them just took themselves very seriously. Right there, there just wasn't that. I mean, you need. You need some lightheartedness when you've got universe-ending stakes on the other side. Yeah. You've got to balance it. Do you prefer your universe-ending stakes medium well or medium rare? I'm not a barbarian, so medium rare. Although, barbarians... They probably ate it just rare. Probably just rare. (laughs) Or you never know. Maybe you're just like, cook meat. Just let it sit. Just let it sit. Just let it sit. Not not is. a good sense of the the passage of time there. It was really hit or miss <laughs> Those on the cook times. on the steak. <laughs> oh. uh, have you so some other things? Uh, I started to realize how much why you didn't like Amadeus. He talks about wow. I guess I was one who saved the universe, right? And Cersei was like, "Wow, you got to be so Mary Sue about it." Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, he has that line. <laughs> We get the bit where Athena was like, this was my idea all along. And we're all like, oh, Athena, why are you the bad guy? Is this misogyny that Athena's the wise one and the bad guy? And I don't know. I just always think of Athena as such a hero. So this was a this was a tough one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's vilify the know-it-all woman. Yep. Hey, I've been there. <laughs> the know-it-all woman? No, vilifying oh. the know-it-all oh, woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You came around. I did. <laughs> um also he not just disappears it seems like right no like they had a reunion just before the world was about to end and then not when things were actually safe i don't think hercules likes his wife i don't think so either Every... like she showed up for that reunion and he's like oh didn't think you're gonna be here i was gonna get my flirt on with uh with pele the hawaiian goddess my yeah gr- my great aunt <laughs> It's not weird. Oh my gosh. And that touches on this whole, well, the world is ending, so space is now just doesn't exist, so suddenly we're all fighting in the same spot, even though we were all over the world before. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, comics. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know why they had to do that. I think they could have just done vignettes. I don't know. They, I, I don't know. Justice League always solves this, because they just fight all over the place and talk to each other using psychic powers. Usually the Martian Manhunter is basically just a, like, big switchboard. Now, in our little glimpses in with the tie-ins, though, we don't see the X-Men in issue five, do we, at all? No. We do not. So we see the dead Avengers, we see the Hulks, mm-hmm. we see Alpha, Flight, Alpha Flight, we see... And the, the, the God Squad. Yeah. That's it? Is that it? I think that's it. I don't yeah. think you see the X Men. Right. They just kind of fought a crow and they were like, All right, we can be we can be dead again. Yeah. Let's let's come to Muir Island, which is the 
center of the ley lines of the earth. And... Yep. That's ha- that's happened more than once, I think. So I was like, that that tracks. Somehow the Xavier Mansion is also the home of like a Karen that imprisoned a demon. So X-Men just need to find better places to put their bases. <laughs> or maybe those places are the best places for bases. Cheap real estate. Well, you got you got a demon Karen here. That'll probably knock a knock a couple hundred grand off your price. So yeah, you don't really see the X Men in that last. Nope. You don't see them in any of the main story. Uh uh-uh. They just kind of did their own thing, and it seemed like it was very important in the two issues that they got. Nothing but... can be more X Men than that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else knew what was going on, but it seemed very important to them. But <laughs> All right. Well, we, as we've been doing recently on our last episode of each crossover, we have some listener questions about Chaos War. Uh, We'll start with Niravel, who asks, this is a question for Christy. After reading Chaos War, are you more or less interested in reading Incredible Hercules? Uh, I think probably more because I haven't read any Hercules at all prior to this. And Hercules was like the best part of Chaos War. I mean, yes, he's the main character, but after reading all the tie-ins, I felt like he was actually a small part of like the whole thing, including tie-ins. But if I if I get those tie-ins out of my mind, refuse to follow the checklist, it was it, he was entertaining. Yeah, I liked how he was written. Pure popcorn. In, enjoyable character. Yeah. Seems like could be a lot of fun. So yes, would read. Uh, we'll kind of transition into a question from the Duck Knight at Darth Oni on Twitter. Thoughts on the return of Hercules after his 90s Avengers run? I have not read his 90s Avengers run. I am 100% sure you have not read his 90s Avengers run. As I've already said, I haven't read any Hercules could it be prior a, to this. And, um, they then ask, could it be a genuinely fun read? I love this run. I read it when it was coming out. As it was spinning out of, well, I started reading it as it was spinning out of Secret Invasion, and I loved it. So, yeah, it's a, it is a fun read. I'm going to poke you until you read it. Okay. <laughs> I have so many things. So many things to read. Generation X. All the current stuff you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> the Duck Knight had an additional question. Also, what non-Greco-Roman or Aesir gods would you like to see in another deity-focused story? So this is a toughie, because that's like, which nor- you call no Norse, mm-hmm. no Roman, no Greek, what deities would you want to see? I mean, as we mentioned on the last episode, like the Greek and Roman th- mythology was what I was like really into as a kid. Right. So if I have to go out side of that i mean i have to think about what deities i'm really familiar with well you've got like some your egyptian pantheons oh and your shinto oh i didn't think egyptian mm-hmm. i don't i don't know what, what's your answer i don't know if this could possibly be done well but i've read a lot of stories about the trickster coyote Oh, oh, the Native American god? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that it would be really cool to read stories about Coyote. Coyote is not completely unlike Loki, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that Native American uh, stories get a lot of mention. I am not certain if you could respectfully bring 
coyote into the Marvel pantheon. Especially, I feel like that's a fine line with a lot of gods. Yes, it's like we talked about earlier. It's really easy if the god is like not particularly revered anymore, like mm-hmm. Greco-Roman Aesir gods. But like, I think, I think coyote is a little bit of a of a sore subject. I mean, I would just love to read comic books about coyote, especially, mm-hmm. and by especially, I mean pretty much exclusively if a Native American writer who whose tribal group had coyote stories like wrote in, or illustrated. That's what I would be interested in. Amaterasu from Japanese mythology. It'd be cool to have some goddess stories. Mm-hmm. And I think she is a pretty cool goddess. Um, this is definitely showing our, our supreme lack of knowing a lot about other pantheons, I feel like. Oh, oh, you're doing great. And I'm just like, I saw this question and I should have prepped for it. So, I don't know. I feel like... Osiris would be cool. I would be interested in reading anything that was done tastefully and respectfully. Because, obviously, I've shown that I have a lack of knowledge about other pantheons. So, I think that would be a fun way to have some exposure to something else. Yes. I think I think that's a, that's a good way to put it. We have an, another ever-so-slightly-related question... From Aaron Dreams of Spring at Dipping underscore Sauce. What's a deity slash mythology you would have liked to see included in the event? So maybe even like more prominently in the event. Mm. Um, I, I would love it if the Roman gods and Greek gods were different and we got to see some weird contrasts. Oh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. I mean, I felt like reading about like we have... Amatsu Mikaboshi as our as our big villain here. Yep. And I feel like we have nothing else from that pantheon. Yeah, not a, not a ton. You see a bit of Susano. In the Susano in the tie-ins, right? Yep. And you see Amaterasu. Mm-hmm. But it's like they've already been defeated and lost. So I think I think that would have been nice to have more of that as a prominent or important part of the story. Yeah, they just kind of take him off the table pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Our, I believe we have one more question. Yes, the final question is from at WMQ Comics, popular news site, WMQ Comics, no biggie. Does reading Chaos War mean you're less likely to read Necrotia, the X-Men event where the dead are brought to, back to life by an overpowered baddie? I feel like as a crossover podcast, we can't say anything is off of the table. Yep. We'll probably read, read Necrotia at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, are we ready to get into our accolades? Accolades! All right, Christy, I'm going to tell you my best line because that's what I want to do. My best line is from Hercules. He's talking to Amadeus Cho, and Amadeus says... Hercules, like, you can't fight him. He doesn't have a weak point. And Hercules says, I'll punch him until he develops one. Daily double! (laughs) God, our readers are probably like, did they just come up with one? (laughs) Hey, we haven't had a ton of daily doubles recently. Right. That's a very funny line. (laughs) I'll punch him until he develops one. I had a a backup one. Okay, I should I should pull that one up. Oh, we we already talked about the That Tickles from... Uh, Red She-Hulk. Red She-Hulk. Yes. Um, but 
This one, I think that my backup here gives you a little bit of insight into why Hercules might not be super fond of his wife. Uh-huh. Because at one point, I think Amadeus was explaining something to Hercules, and he was like, I don't understand half of what they're saying, so I know you don't understand a quarter. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, they're ta- no, they're actually talking about how they have to do whatever ritual to make Hercules, like, super, super god. And mm-hmm. she's like, Herc, don't do it. I know you don't understand what they're talking about. Don't do it. <laughs> and he's like, I don't, and then does it anyway. All right, so what's your coolest moment? My coolest moment was actually uh, the panel where we have the sound effect, the SFX. We have Hercules just punching the snot out of the Chaos King. Uh, And it's not quite the snot, but it's like the teeth out of the Chaos King. Mm -hmm. And kind of like, he's almost lifted, the Chaos King is almost lifted up into the air by Herc's punch. And Herc's got like lightning coming out of his eyeballs and it it just it looks really fun he's also got a lot of blood so much blood uh my coolest moment was just the sky fight in general there was a lot of the fun sound effects and punching but yes there's just there's just so much blood he's like ripping out his guts and stabbing his chest and he stabs his eyes at one point yeah and normally i don't do gore very well Mm -hmm. but it worked for me here i mean it's it's hercules what else was there going to be but yes. big punching? Yeah, there's what what else could there be than big punching? Mm-hmm. That's true. Chris, what about your greatest hero? This isn't creative, but I guess I have to give it to Hercules. Yeah. He literally gave up immortality to get to bring everybody back. This is a Hercules crossover. I was like, oh, well, I don't know who else. Yeah, I it, it was to. all about Herc learning to be the greatest hero, and he learned he learned his lesson. Boo 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 boo. Daily double. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little boring. He could make the real heel move and say, Athena, for getting this plan in motion to begin with. This What's is that? all by her design. It's Christy with the steel chair. <laughs> no, I, no, absolutely not. Athena just really bothered me in this crossover. Yep. What is your Crusher Creel Award for Silly Villainy? My Crusher Creel Award for Silly Villainy has to go to the Chaos King and specifically for not realizing he'd been punched into another dimension and just thinking he won. To avoid a daily devil, because mine's basically that, mine is the fact that he just is continuing to monologue as they literally, like, <laughs> close the door. Yeah, he's continuing to monologue to no one. To literally no one. It... Now all is chaos. <laughs> like, even if he would have taken over the world, the universe, there wouldn't Who have been anybody left. So he's to? like, that, but that, but that chaos. And, uh, uh. Now I'm really alone. <laughs> now... <laughs> Time enough at last to read. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. The glass is falling. I like to think of the, the Chaos King as just a nerd who just wants to read, hanging out in the Twilight Zone. All oh. right. Well, what are we covering next time, Christy? We're covering the very different crossover, War of the Gods. Yes, this is very different because it's DC, not Marvel. (laughs) Uh, This is a Wonder Woman story from like 91. It's four issues, so it'll probably take us a couple episodes, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a, a nice comparison 
contrast? A little bit of just 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 the juxtaposition of the these two crossovers right next to each other. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I like kind of covering these ones that aren't quite as uni- I know this we say I say this isn't universe shattering when it literally pretty much shatters the universe. But there's not a lot of consequences for like the continuity of the universe itself. You know, like DC, they, you, we've got our crises, mm-hmm. and there's there was like a series of like Bendis led crossovers that I mean, all like were huge. You've got two kinds of crossovers. Uh-huh. All crossovers, like normally, at least, have seemed to have like world ending. St- they have really high stakes, mm-hmm. but the difference between them is: does any of it matter at the end? Yes, or not? Some do, some do not. Right, Chaos War does not. <laughs> It does for Hercules, but not for a ton yeah. Of other he had people. some personal growth, but it hasn't changed the universe. Right. Well, readers, thank you for listening to the show. You can, if you want to find us on the internet, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Chris's Pod. You can email us, uh, send us in a, a letter. We'll read your letter as long as you give us that safe to publish. Yeah, and no, no cusses. <laughs> At Chris's on Infinite Earths at gmail.com. We always love those five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and your other podcatchers. Or even on Facebook. Yeah, we'll read you out on the show if you send us a nice review. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also donate to us at www.ko-fi.com slash Chris's on Infinite Earths in $3 increments from $3 to $3 bajillion. That's a real number. Mm-hmm. We definitely appreciate any donations you give to us. We operate this podcast completely at a loss. Hey, some people pay for dance lessons. We pay to host our podcast on the internet. That's true. It's the it's, that's our that's our couples activity. That is our couples activity. <laughs> Cooking out. class. <laughs> Let's chill out in our closet. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we can't wait to cover War of the Gods. Yeah, and until next time... Slay your enemies, and all you desire shall be yours.